My name is Kim, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. I weigh a measure off the gray sheet food plan. I turn it into my sponsor every day. I eat exactly what I commit. I don't eat between meals. And abstinence is by far the most important thing in my life. And the reason I am alive and my abstinence date is September 22nd, 2014. And I really credit all of you with helping me to get here because it's still, I don't know, it's just, there's still a part of me that it just seems so abstract. Like, I don't even know what that means unless I break it down or explain it to somebody like, and I've never even eaten in a restaurant um, unless it's my own. Like, oh my God, eight years, every single day, someone else has known what I'm eating and I've stuck to it. And every meal has been made by me. Like that's when, and been weighed and measured. Like that's when it just becomes so, oh, no wonder I have to do this one day at a time. Like if I thought about that, it's just, it's enormous. And I'm a fundraiser. So I'm at events all the time and just always drinks and food. And anyway, I know a lot of you have heard my story. So I wasn't, I don't know what I'll speak about, but I think um, I want to talk about where I am now and then trace a little bit about where I was. Um, I just finished um, this huge event that I was um, preparing for for a year as a fundraiser, a big, it was a big deal um, event. And it came off like beautifully, fantastically, like in terms of the fundraising, in terms of the program. Uh, I wish I didn't have to be such a wreck before these things happen, but you know, that's what it takes, what it takes. And I'm in this weird place where everybody's like, okay, do something nice for yourself. And I'm just thinking, I don't even know what that looks like, you know, playing a little bit of banjo, but like my life is my teen in a way, or my job, like, you know, maybe I'll take myself for a hike, but it's, it's weird. Like, does it mean a mani petty? Like, no, really what I would love to do is go spend a week on a beach by myself and like that's not going to happen so i don't it's weird i mean i and i've had i i'm not that old but i i have a full life or had a full history where i did a lot of stuff it's not like i don't have interests but it's weird like that's what's happened with abstinence except for going to like berkeley bowl and cooking and having yummy meals like i don't know what that would mean Uh, and it's strange um and i also want to say um We've just come out of the um, 10 days of awe, people that observe any kind of Judaistic practice. Um, And it was very strange too. Like I did not want to go, you know, I have my Grishi God and like, or higher power. And that's what I live by. But there's also something about like the God in the days of awe, like that I actually like fear, not like the white, beard fear but um I just always feel the weight of the days of judgment and it's like I wanted to sleep through it which was weird like I just um it's almost like I'm it's like being afraid of doing your fourth step or something like that's exactly what it is and I wound up pushing through and going and it was very much like steps like I had some really glaring insights about myself and my behaviors around work and prepare, you know, preparing for this big event. And it's like, it's kind of like the steps, like, even though it exposes things and it's painful, you know, that there's a, the next step and you know, that there's a purpose to it. So it's like, I, I really got to see this like dark side of my behavior and I mean, not terrible. I didn't kill anybody, but like, 
you know, just ways of being that I don't want to be, but just knowing that by making amends, you know, I have these tools would help me out. So that's just where I am now. Um, so a little bit of my story, uh, as most people know, I didn't really recognize an eating disorder until I was 16 and I stopped eating, then was anorexic, then had my first binge and kind of like that defined my life. I don't even know how I got a BA, two masters, like that pretty much defined my life, even within the context of a kind of OA abstinence when I finally got into OA after college. Um, just, and I, and even after I stopped going to OA, I was still eating three meals a day. Like meals really did have a beginning, middle and end, and I didn't eat between meals. And that lasted a really long time, um, even after I stopped going to meetings. But it was... Um, the thoughts were there and the amounts and the kind of loosely defined, like defined abstinence, like now just sounds insane to me. But I also realized that the disease and the disease and the reco recovery are both progressive, you know, like reishi wouldn't have worked for me then like weighing vegetables back then just would not have worked for me. I wouldn't have done it simply. Um, so I was in OA and then, um, and then I, sorry, I'm just a little bit scattered. I was in OA after college. Somebody got me to my first OA meeting and I just clung to it. Like it just made so much sense. I felt like I walked into Marxist, atheist, Freudian and like left like this God loving abstinent person. Like I was like, I'll take anything. I can't deal with the food. Like I can't freaking deal with the food. And I remember, and this is kind of, come to light only recently like I was in this abusive like sometimes physically relationship the guy that actually brought me to my first OA meeting because I was so freaking afraid to go home to the refrigerator like I'd rather be battling with him all night um in his little studio on the Upper East Side like I just started remembering this than like going downtown to the village and being alone with my refrigerator like it was that scary for me you know, and I knew being in a tense, fraught relationship would keep me skinny. Like, I'm not going to eat when I'm like so freaked out. So um, like in those subtle ways, like the food would define me just walking up and down like the avenues, looking at menus like that was my life or just like lying in bed fantasy. OK, once I lose this much weight, then I'm going to eat this. And. So the more that I think about it, and I think like only with these eight years do I get such clarity. Like I remember my some of my bottoms and I remember bottoming out on the substitute sugar and stuff, but just the torment, the torment of the food, always calling, always not being satisfying, always needing more, always concerned with how I look. Like some, I heard somebody qualify last night, really, even though I don't come from big numbers, I, I certainly would have gotten there at some point, but just like waking up with this, waking up with the swelling in my hands like that's what I've been remembering lately after a binge the swelling in my hands like the swelling in my face it being midsummer wearing turtlenecks not being able to go outside like having plans that I had to break you know not I couldn't even understand how people went out for dinner together like I understood going out for dinner but that's just like the precursor to going home and having a few more dinners like wait they're gonna go home and do what like watch a movie like that's when you, that's when you do your real eating. Like I just, it just defined me. I, I really don't know how any, I don't know how I developed the English language. <laughs> like the more that I think about it, like it was really the food, the food, the food.
And now it's the food, the food, the food, but in a completely different way. Um, so then I moved to Israel. I mean, again, a lot of people know the story. I moved to Israel and well, I started drinking after I got abstinent um, and I stopped going to OA meetings. I started drinking a lot of wine. So that became a thing. I was totally a wino. And then um, only fine wines, of course. And then, um, and I remember also my choices of like boyfriends. Oh, he's going to be able to afford to take me to the five star, like, Japanese restaurants so I can eat a lot and it's not a lot of calories like that as being a way of thinking like it's mind-blowing I mean I think that's what this qualification is like just the realizations that come with I don't know and it's funny because now I've been like my daughter's expanding her like palate which is really nice for me she's 14 needs to just be like crap that you would eat I mean not real crap but like mixed water in and um like I, I get excited to look through cookbooks and it doesn't, it doesn't hit me the same way. I'm like, is this weird that I want to look through this cookbook or want to like go down this aisle to get stuff for her? And like, I'm being honest with myself, like nothing, it hits me in like just this mom way. Like, oh my God, she would love this. Like, it doesn't make me salivate. It doesn't make me wish I could have, like, it's completely, I might as well be like sewing her a pillow or something. Like, it's just that distant and just that beautiful. And it took me till now to like my eighth year to get it. It's kind of good that she didn't want anything fancy before because I don't, I wouldn't have been able to, like I just could not handle cooking for someone else. I don't think. And again, not because of the smells or something, just like going through cookbooks. I don't even know what that would have been like. Um, so I moved to Israel. I lived there for 10 years. And what got me to Israel is also just like defect of character after defect of character, I think, in a lot of ways, but, you know, it was holy. And so I had a kid there and um, and then uh, I started some OA meetings in English. And then then I found how, because I was after I gave birth, I was just I've got five more. Thanks. I was just bottoming out on these like substitute sugar drinks from their like equivalent of Starbucks there. Like they were so good. And I just remember having like five in one car ride and they were just a, a lot of shekels for those things. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'll either kill myself or like have zero money when this is done. So I called somebody I knew was in how, and then I started how, and that was like, you know, the angel saying like, how was just such an amazing recovery. And, um, you know, and I also had this realization, you know, a lot of people say when they've done how, and then they put back in the carbs, that's when it calls. So it could have been that it could have not been that I'm starting to feel really like now as, because I've been in Gracie for eight years, um, that really what didn't work about how was just, um, eating with exception, you know, that just changes everything. If you can eat with exception, that just changes everything. Then you're back to looking at the menus on the street, you know, or I am. And, and that's it, you know what I mean? And I think I only recently, of course I was going to eventually relapse and not be able to stay on how, like whether it was the carbs, who knows? Like I wasn't a big carb binge eater, you know, when I binged, like, yeah, I mean, obviously. So, but there's just not that recovery. And so when I came back here and I was really bottoming out on just, you know, I was always a health food junkie. Like most of my binges are foods that actually were allowed, um, and I was just, but just amounts, you know, 
Um, and then the substitute sugars, I was just downing them like by the bucket full. And just for me, like, it's not like that for everybody, but for me, like the substitute sugars, I, I would not have eight years today if I was doing substitute sugars. Again, that's for me. Um, but I bottomed out on that. And I was going to gray sheet meetings just because, you know, they were convenient and nobody threw me out. Like, just never occurred to me that I would do gray sheet. It was just an OA meeting with like fancier people <laughs> or something. <laughs> And um, so that was it. And then I heard somebody qualify that they had bottomed out on the substitute sugars. And I asked her to be my sponsor. And since that day, I've had quite a few sponsors, but I always make it policy that I'm not going to have substitute sugars as part of my abstinence. Like if I pick up, it's day one, because it is going to be day one anyway, like whether or not that's a week or two weeks, but it'll be a day one. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, a lot more to tell. We all have lives and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, basically being in the food sucked. So that's all I really wanted to share. <laughs> and eating three meals abstinently is not sucky. There can be sucky days, but like not because of the food or the swollen hands. Um, so that's it. Thank you, everybody, for helping me get abstinent for eight years. And um, I look forward to hearing what you all have to say.